Greetings, listeners, to another episode of All You Geek Gamecast, episode 549. I'm your host for tonight, Anthony Korkanakis, joined by Mike Zanidi. What's up? And Corey Feinson. Ahoy! Uh, Jim, unfortunately, is not here. He's got a work thing this week, so we're just playing hot potato with that. Um, yep. Good luck to Jim. Um, but hopefully he'll be back. We'll all be together next week um, to talk about E3 stuff, which we'll get into tonight nice. for a small yeah. preview kind of thing. Uh, let's see. We'll go ahead and start off with um, Riot announcing Valorant Mobile. So I believe it was Valorant's one-year anniversary uh, this past week. Uh, so they celebrated with an in-game event, skins, you know, that kind of stuff. But they also announced mm-hmm. uh, a mobile version of the game, which I think is going to be pretty huge uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, my understanding yeah. is that Valorant is a, is pretty big in the you know, like the esports um, arena and stuff like that because again it's free to play, yep. you know you got you get all the characters, um, you don't have to like pay for anything. It's it's just cosmetic stuff that it, that is doing the gives legal, you no advantage, right? Essentially, yeah. early on, <laughs> before yeah, they even early, like, Lee, you still, Lee, you still have to buy characters with like either right. in-game currency or real currency. Well, early on, I think it was like everybody was out there, but yeah, they have so many characters now. But yep. Valorant, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, but getting it on mobile is huge because, I mean, even League of Legends, uh, they just were, are launching League of Legends mobile, yeah. um, which, you know, might probably is on the tail end of the MOBA scene, stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just them and Dota at this point. <laughs> All the other competitors have gone away. Uh, but getting this up and running on mobile is huge. Um, yeah, personally, I'm not interested, that, but for the Yeah, game. same here. But, like, the thing that was the big, um, I guess draw for the, the game was it's all about the skill and like like the yep. refresh rates and like um not you're not gonna have to worry about uh, you know lag and stuff like that 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 was the whole hook of this one was you know skill is going to be more important uh, on mobile i don't know how it's gonna work like you gotta be super skilled on swiping your finger around i suppose i just <laughs> i don't i don't know how this is i have no idea how they would because it's a twitch shooter like you need <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, just, I have no idea how they're going to play those on mobile. There's like PUBG. Well, I know they have like PUBG and yeah, those. Like it's just, that. oof. I would yeah, not want to be. No, I wouldn't either, but you know. Maybe, that's, yeah, maybe, maybe those Gen Zers love it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like CSGO or something on mobile? Like, I don't know. It just seems so, so out of left field and not like does not fit what I expected. But like, I do think I agree with you, Tony. I think it's going to be a, a big hit. Like you said, um, easy, uh, easy, access, easily accessible, and you know, get people in and have them, you know, pay for the cosmetics and stuff. That that's what people want to do. So, yep. cool. Yeah, uh, I might check it out. I mean, just because because yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Like, I like to download some of those games just to like be like, wow, this is crazy of playing a game like this on mm-hmm. you know a phone and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's say moving on. Uh, we, we've been oh, played at all. What we've been up to. Oh, sorry, we just jumped into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. this is the most valor on mobile. <laughs> I mean, yep. that's, that's how we'll start, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, so I'm I'm to the point where I'm about done with um, Yakuza 6. I've really uh, been wrapping up some of the lesser things. This one's a little different because there's typically a secret boss fight in the Yakuza games where you beat all the other sub-stories. This one that seems to be available right after you beat the game. So I did that. So now I'm really not that interested. I'm mopping up other stuff. But I actually decided to go back and see if I wanted to mop up stuff in the older games because they're all still there on Game Pass. And I remembered 
in Yakuza 0. I did do that. I finished all the sub-stories with Majima, but Kiryu's has some bullshit with... <laughs> no, there's it, um, an unbeatable, as far as I can tell, um, what's it called? Pocket circuit racing. You have to beat the fighter. And I've just... I, I don't know. I thought I bought everything I could buy to like tinker with this car, and I just can't get it to compete. And this is dumb. And then I have to do the stupid disco dance thing, which I spent forever with Majima once to beat. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to do this. So th- I see why I stopped where I stopped before. Um, and then I looked at Kiwami. I, I did one side mission in that, but there's something else that's tedious. And I'm like, I think I'm, I'm going to have to move on to something else now. <laughs> Um, so I looked at Game Pass and what I had downloaded to play and plan to play later. So I decided to try Control to give that a whirl. Um, it, I didn't expect it to be so sort of horror-y at the beginning. I started it up and, you know, in this mostly empty house alone at like 1 a.m. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I get you, man. I get you. But you know, I, but I kept going until I got to a point also where I just died a bunch of times. I'm like, is there is there a cover mechanic in this game or not? I don't think I, there's. I haven't played it, so I've. No I don't know. I just know there's I like know, a. I know Jim played it. Deleting. I know. I'm not there yet. I just have a, a gun. Um, but there's this one section where just like enemies appear and in in mass for the first time, really. You did like sort of a tutorial fight and I'm just dying because I'm like, I don't know how to like avoid stuff yet. And I'm like, I don't know if I, so I stopped pretty early on in that. We'll see. But it it just throws you in there and it's, it has an interesting, I feel like it's lazy to compare this to this stuff because it kind of happens with a lot of things, but it has a stranger things type vibe to it. Um, you know, a whole shadowy government agency and like possible alternate dimensional things going on. Um, and it might also be set in the eighties as well, because I've noticed just the, the way the, um, the furniture and the phones and computers look inside the, this government building you're in. So, so it's an interesting thing and it throws you in there like cold. I have no idea what's going on. I also get a little bit of a beyond two souls vibe because it seems like the main character is talking to some thing that. Did you play see. Beyond Two Souls? I did because. Oh, I don't even I, remember that. I played that because I wanted to have like a, those those um those types of games I can play with Ashley enough like because she's mm. just gonna watch. Right, the story. Yeah. Um, so I did play through that and I got it's, it's getting vibes similar to that as well. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll feel like you know, actually trying. I just. The combination of like hitting a difficulty wall and being like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this right now, just kind of stopped me uh, pretty quick. But I might get back to it. If not, I'll have to look somewhere else because uh, I'm about done with Yakuza. Um, so we'll see what I do to fill this summer until uh, Lost Judgment comes out in September, <laughs> yeah. which will be, get me back to that Yakuza fix at least. And uh, who knows what else is going to come out before them? Probably nothing. It's so funny that you've like been like huge Yakuza fan now. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, they just they were all they're very available now, and yeah. well, no, it's great. I'm glad that you know, know what you're getting more or less. They are very sort of repetitive 
and stuff is recycled to the point. I mean, it sounds like the storyline has been like at least a good hook for you. So yeah, Keep the story is pretty interesting, and um, <clears throat> and it's repetitive in a way that I find like humorous. Like you'll hear the same semi-appropriate like background music for certain events over and over again, game to game. I'm like, and sometimes you try, I try to con- like predict. It's like which sappy music will play when. <laughs> talks about like your father here or something like that i'm like ah there it is that's right but no it's it's a funny game it's always fun and funny but um obviously certain things are better than other parts but yeah no and i am i am actually really glad that uh lost judgment is coming so i can continue at least the action side of that and again that we're getting into the return based yeah, and we'll see uh, if that ever does come to Game Pass 2 or, or not, because that's something... Ah, I imagine it would. More than the other ones, because I'm to the point now where I would pay money to play a Yakuza game, but I'm still a little skeptical of the turn-based style thing. So that one kind of needs to be on Game Pass for me to uh, risk it, per se. Um, but, yeah. Well, I think Jim said he'd let you borrow, right? Did he still have it, though? I don't know if he still has it. If you, yeah, we'll see, maybe. We'll see. We'll next week. Yeah, I'm assuming he has it on Xbox. I don't know. Oh, whatever. Oh. Uh, so that's it for me. I'm in a little bit of a transitional time here, but we'll see if Control can grab me. Hmm. Okay, cool. Anything else? Not those two, pretty much it. Okay, Corey? Well, actually, I've not been able to get a uh, any xbox game time too much but uh i have been playing a lot of poker online (laughs) i don't know i just got like this big poker bug i was uh just playing uh or just like on youtube just browsing youtube and like a poker video came up and i watched and i was like man i miss those world series of poker days and like getting into you do the texas hold'em that type of poker oh yeah of course um and yeah so i was i've just been like sinking hours into poker at like after the kids go to sleep, it's been pretty bad. After that's how it goes. That's how it always goes with poker. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that's ins- I'm not gonna like. It's interesting because in certain states, it's not uh, legal to do real money poker online. So um, I've had to do some play money because one of those states is New Jersey, which is funny because uh, it used to be legal. It's not anymore. And because um, like Atlantic City, they kind of all that. It's like you can play blackjack, you can play roulette. Uh, you can like baccarat online for real money, but not poker. So there's a lot of play it money. Is, it is more, you know, person to person money with poker as opposed to person to like house mm-hmm. with those other card games. So I guess yeah, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, I haven't t- been into a casino in forever, so yeah, we'll see. I, I did lie, by the way. Versus PVP reminded me of that. I've been playing uh online the uh, virtual fighter 5 ultimate oh, virtual fighter. yeah i remember you mentioned that last yeah series. yeah i'm trying to see and i actually like i've played like 80 matches online so i did it a bit um just to see eight zero or eight zero yes oh wow they're, they're quick they're, they're not, yeah. it's not, but i did do it like for a bit uh just to see if i can you know hang and uh, i mean it's it's matchmaking is pretty good i'm not like completely overmatched too often but I can hang, I guess. I'm, I'm like doing about fifty percent, but I still just barely know what I'm doing. But you know, it's fun. It's fun to see the slight character customizations. It's not like super deep, but 
uh, my Kage is serviceable, I will say, after 80 matches. We'll see <laughs> what happens if I get any higher rank and get completely squashed, which is bound to happen. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Sega, Sega time for me between Yakuza yeah. and that. It's all about Sega. Cool. Uh, as for me, nothing new. Still, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, still um, new Pokemon Snap, although not as much. I think I'm nearing the end of the game, but that's still fun. That's just a relaxing, like, feel-good game. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Did you uh, ever beat um, Monster Hunter? No. Uh, the friend oh. that I was playing with it, they just, like, totally blitzed ahead, and I was just like, oh. oh that sucks. It's like, I don't know, for me, it's... The game is fun, but it's not the type of fun like, oh, I'm gonna play this alone mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, yeah. So it's, and it's like always a problem with like playing like online like games together. I think. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's like one of them doesn't work, uh, and they hang out with each other like literally every day, just about in person. So it's easy for them to just play local really easily. Mm, and I'm, yeah. It's yeah. like oh, like okay, well you guys be that's cool like. I don't know, shrug, stuff like that. So, it's okay. Um, I mean, I still got a decent amount of hours for it. I don't regret the purchase at all, uh, at all or anything like that. But um, I think there's a new patch coming out, so maybe I'll try to catch up or something like that. A couple other friends probably haven't asked them to play, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the news. Um, so, perhaps the big news of the week is uh, Y2K had a huge leak. Um, and the reports say that they're about to make several game announcements at E3 or around this window. 2K, okay. Yeah. Like year 2000. Oh, did I say, did I say why? I'm, you did say is, Y2K. <laughs> Publisher 2K, not Y2K. That's, that's, we, we've been there. We've done that. It's just, mm. Maybe I'm just so it's ingrained in my, my brain. So, yeah, right. you know. um, but apparently they're set to include a strategy game in the vein of XCOM, but with Marvel characters. Um, so for me, I'm all, I'm all about that. I love strategy games, uh, love XCOM, love Fire Emblem, Final Fantasy Tactics, anything like that. So I am all about this. Like, it is not that hard to make a good strategy game. Like, you just make it, give it characters, give it gameplay, serviceable story, and, like, it's just it's just fun to play. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm seeing like some I guess some great stories. I know Jim always had some good stories about. Yeah. And because of permadeath stuff, it makes it more interesting too. Right. And like, I, Corey, I think you even like the the Gears of War strategy game, right? Oh yeah. No, I mean, I I'm a, I, I like those types of games. I like um, Shining Force was one of the first t- yeah. tactics types games. Uh, obviously, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, but like XCOM kind of changed it up a little bit, modernized it, the new ones at least. Uh, so like having a new XCOM is it was it for Axis or something? Yeah 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 yeah, for Axis. Yeah, they, they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing it. That'd be really cool to see a, a Marvel Universe version of this game because, uh, yeah, that's that's exciting to see and I'm curious to see how that turns out. Uh, this is also interesting because Schreier's book talks about XCOM and stuff. So I would recommend um, press reset like, oh. every time. I meant to include this. I forgot. I didn't know which part to include, but I did finish Jason Trier's new book. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, real quick, I'll talk about that in our, this news here. But um, yeah. I liked it, but I, I feel like I liked the first one a bit more. Well, the first one was, was way so better. Cool. Not way, not way better. But like I say, I was saying when I was doing the review for myself, is I felt like there was more happy endings in that one and more complete 
like more interesting like behind the scenes stuff where this is a lot of just like downers like <laughs> things are closing everybody's like and, and like probably like ruined and stuff it's like ah yeah i thought it was that like not only that but like it was only it felt like the same publishers like they were talking about it's like okay uh i can't really care about um what's his name kurt kurt uh Schilling or oh yeah kurt's a uh, baseball player kurt Schilling. yeah, yeah. like notorious like, douchebag kurt Schilling. yeah yeah, like half the book is about him and his companies or, you know, whatever like that. At least that's what it felt like to me. And I'm just like, okay, like, sucks. He, he didn't do business. Like Rhode Island or something. Is that what yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so definitely definitely still worth a read or a watch, but um, yeah. I definitely like the style of the first book more. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the third one goes into. Because, um, obviously, you got to do a, three, a third one. But, so, yeah. But- We'll go back to the other news real quick. It's funny for me because, like, I'm happy for you guys who like strategy games, you know. I'm sure this Marvel thing might be great. But to me, coming off of the sort of disappointment, like, tempered disappointment, I still liked and played the game of Ultimate Alliance 3. And then, you know, how... And even going back for a little further with Marvel versus Capcom, Infinite, and then... You know, the Avengers game, I just kind of feel like this is just more kind of a waste of the Marvel IP and games a little bit lately. Like, I don't know. Like, I can, I can understand that feeling. Even, even if this is good, I feel like this is still like a, a niche title in the strategy universe that, like, I don't feel like the best use for the Marvel IP at this point. It would be cool for you, strategy fans, and I'm, I'm happy for you guys if it turns out good, but. I don't know. Uh, you got your Spider-Man game, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You got two Spider-Man games at this point. I got to play. Oh yeah, that's right. I still have to play uh, Miles. We all have to play Miles. I really, I do want to play Miles Morales too. I, I want to see where that story goes. But no, it's, I can understand that sentiment. And like, we haven't had a really good like Avengers game. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, like, like you said, no, Spider-Man games. That's 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 where it's at right now. But it's been it's been a minute now, as the the kids say. I hate that. <laughs> yeah but i mean the thing is like you know they talk about it in this the book it's just, the existence of one thing doesn't mean that it's taken away from the existence of something else i'm sure uh, both marvel and square were like we're gonna put all our eggs in this fucking avengers game like that's gonna be the big premiere you know triple a thing we're gonna have these other things uh cooking in the oven but you know well, so it kind of does at least for a time <laughs> especially with something big like the avengers game like that kind of derailed i think well i mean the way it works is that these companies will say like hey we want to work on a new project because obviously they don't want to go from making an XCOM game to another XCOM game mm. um and you know two kids were like hey and they probably shopped around like said hey like our studio that makes tactics games uh, is available right now and marvel's probably like hmm you know let's make a deal you know yeah. it's like we like money like why not I mean, we'll see. I guess I hope it turns out good, but it's it would be a very hard sell for me, even though I am looking for. Yeah, you you would have said the same thing about Yakuza three years ago. Look at look well, where we are now. I don't know if it was still an action game at its core then, though. Like, yeah, but honestly, maybe maybe like a dragon is going to be the thing that turns you around on this turn-based stuff. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe this Marvel XCOM will bring you into the strategy <laughs> fold. Yeah, yes. you never you never know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like Final Fantasy Tactics was the, the thing that got me into these tactics games. 
So it's like, you know, you just never you just need a coat of paint that appeals to you. I you guess know? we'll see, but uh yeah. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out this weekend. Uh yeah. Get to take a look at it, hopefully. Uh, let's see what else. So uh, on that Y two K, two K, two K. Yeah, I was reading about the Matrix earlier, so maybe it's it's affecting me. But in addition to uh, that, um, uh, <laughs> there's a new action game coming out that's described as Cthulhu meets Saints Row. Um, Okay. Which might fit with Hangar 13's new IP described as an open world sci fi title with supernatural elements. I mean, uh, that sounds more interesting than like, like a Lovecraftian. I'm not a big fan of the Lovecraftian style horror y Cthulhu stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Do it for me. That's fine. Like, it's not for me either, but people who don't have that, you know, it's good for yeah, me. I mean, I'd say it'd be a, that would be a good setting for a. Saints Row style Grand Theft Auto. Interesting, world. you don't get too many open world horror things too often. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a I good point. Part of horror is kind of being constrained and like put into more scripted areas to make things scary. Maybe it's not yeah, even. Yeah, you have to be scary. able to influence the player and so, manipulate their feelings. So yeah. then again, maybe this isn't really supposed to be scary. It's maybe it's just you know that style, and it's like, oh, cool, I'm here, but. I'm not scared. I'm just doing stuff. Yeah, this. no. I mean, the more I think about it now, like you mentioned, like we don't have like an open world Lovecraftian style, like monsters and potentially like weird stuff going on. I think that would be really cool to explore, like a, a like an Arkham Horror type of game. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be cool. I don't know how to play, but that would be cool. Yeah, just like you're like in like a town or something. You're in a town and you can just like roam around or go to different mansions and. You know, I mean, see what you see. How how open is the are the Dark Souls games? Like, how what mm. would you how would you describe that? Like, what do you mean open? Like how, the worlds oh. in the Dark Souls games or the Soulsborne or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How open are they? Like, you wouldn't describe them as open worlds, would you? Oh no 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 no! no. It's not open world at all. Um, the way I would describe it is more like you have these areas that connect. To, you have like one hub location which is like i don't know the castle or, or the tower whatever you want to call it and then as you progress through the game you get these like i don't know i guess portals or whatever eventually like that will open up new areas to you and stuff like that that will lead into new areas um you know so it, it's more interconnect interconnected world but yeah. i wouldn't say open world like every because place has a purpose like there's no reason for you to there's nothing that it's like i'll just go down here and there's fucking nothing like, yeah because I picture, you know, I picture the Lovecraftian style, like, uh, just adjacent to that type of yeah, that would be gothic cool. Victorian art. Yeah. Um, so just that, just more open than with a little sprinkle of Lovecraft as opposed yeah. to... Yeah, to me, Bloodborne is, is absolutely the closest thing that we've gotten to a Cthulhu-like adjacent type of game where there's just a lot of fuckery going on there. <laughs> so that's cool. And then the last game for the 2K... Uh, leak is a Borderlands spinoff called Wonderlands and will star the character Tiny Tina. Corey, mm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that hasn't happened sooner, honestly. But like, what type of game is this going to be? But I mean, does it really matter for me? No, I'm gonna absolutely. <laughs> <Did you laughs> I'm gonna absolutely the, uh, check it out for sure. I'm excited for it. 
Did you do all the uh, Telltale Borderlands stuff too? Or not? No, I mean I've gotten through all that. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if that counted Absolutely. for you. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. It's it was, it was really good. There's uh, one that had a really fantastic uh, opening credit sequence, and I think episode two maybe. It's one of my favorites. So uh, it's it's great. Yeah. So it doesn't um, matter what type of game this is, you're gonna play it. No, I mean it's Borderlands. I'm gonna check it out. Absolutely. Yep, it has Borderlands on it. Yep. Yep. as well. well. Let's see. Uh, talked about Jason Schreier. We'll go back to him. A tweet that he had made said that a team of StarCraft veterans wanted to make a new RTS, but Activision Blizzard wouldn't allow it, so they made their own studio. Um, they, along with dozens of other veterans starting new companies, have built a network of companies that some call Blizzard 2.0, um, which is pretty cool. And, you know, um, it's unfortunate, and I think... I think we talked about it on this podcast, especially when news first got announced that Activision was acquiring Blizzard. But it was only a matter of time until Activision culture took over Blizzard uh, from the corporate side of things, um, you know, money, talks, and, you know, anybody that has been a PC gamer or at least pays attention to Blizzard news, uh, there have always been a company that takes their time with projects and, you know, goes years without releases because they use the, the strength of that release to make sales uh, for years and years and not like you know majority games where it's like they sell the bulk of their copies in the first month and then peters off into nothingness blizzard games you know original classic warcraft not even world of warcraft original starcraft original diablo diablo 2 and stuff like that but then we saw like active engine wanted money out of them they're like hey we paid big money for you you're a big studio you got you know uh rent to pay you got salaries to pay you guys need to start making projects and then you could see the, the like you can see over the years, like the cracks starting to show with like Diablo three a little bit. I mean, to me that personally, that was to me like the big thing where I'm like, I don't know about this anymore. Like the real, uh, real money auction house that that mm-hmm. whole debacle. Um, and then with Overwatch, like I had such high hopes for Overwatch, um, and I still love a lot of it. But like the whole fact that they turned to like the loot box stuff, and then they pivoted towards esports. Um, StarCraft 2 just fucking totally fell off the map. They didn't support it at all. Um, and then they get, got into these, like, Warcraft 3 remastered projects, which was a total fucking dud. Um, stuff like that, where it just, like, it felt like they were being forced to do this stuff just so they'd be like, hey, we have something to release this year to make money, Papa Activision, and stuff like that. Um, to the point where, you know, the president, you know, had to wind up leaving and stuff like that, because it's just, you know... Yeah, I mean, a bunch of big a bunch of the people that were involved in a lot of the stuff that we loved about Blizzard and the games that were coming out, they are all gone. Like none of yeah. them are there. Like, yeah, and this is what, this is what I always say, especially when Jim brings it up that you know Microsoft's buying a new studio or something like that. It's like, okay, cool. You bought the studio, you have the studio name, and you have the studio IPs. That's what you have. That's what you really bought, because the 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 culture can change at a whim and it can change it absolutely any any reason at all. And again, I would point to like Rare, like yeah, the Rare, rare of. T- yeah, historical. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's just like cool. You have rare. You have the fucking IPs that rare had. You don't have any of the talent that rare had left anymore, barely. Uh, and, and if they, you do, like, they're not enough to to do the the rest of well, them. Yeah, I mean, look at Bungie and look at Halo. Yeah. Like, what yeah. happened to Halo after Bungie was done with it? So it's like it. You know, it it's not just the the product, but it's the people behind the product yep. that are important. Yep. And then Kaplan uh, leaving, that was like. That, oh, dude, 
I have no hopes for Overwatch 2 anymore. Like, I just, yeah. I don't I mean, I'll play the multiplayer to try new characters and stuff, but, like, I, I don't think I'll be there day one for, for that. But, uh, I mean, to, specific to the news, I think it's cool that we have all these indie studios that will be collaborating and probably helping each other out. Because one of the cool things that Jason Trotter did talk about in his book was all these companies that, and again, people burn themselves out of the game industry because, you know, why work yourself 50, 60, 70 hours a week for weeks, if not months, if not years on some of these games, you don't get good profit sharing out of it. You know, it's like, why are you doing this uh, when you could go indie? And if you do get success, uh, now you're profiting directly off of that. And, you know, you point to games like Stardew Valley or um, I think they talked about uh, uh, Enter the Gungeon and stuff like that. You know, it, it's just there's more for it in you there. So now these people have started their own companies and now they can work together on, you know, hopefully to create bigger games rather than just like, you know, traditionally small indie stuff. But time will tell. We'll see about that. Uh, let's see. Moving on to the news, we have, what is this? Herman Holtz Q&A. What's next for PlayStation Studios? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I believe this is the one where we sifted through it to find that there will be PS4 versions of uh, yes, yes, yes. Horizon and God of War, even though God of War is further on the horizon than Horizon. <laughs> um, and this is where Corey said his stuff and I said my opposite stuff on the Discord. Are you on our Discord? Check it out. Just yeah. talk to us. <laughs> yep, just uh, comment or uh, get us on Twitter and we'll get you that link. Um, Corey, but yeah. Corey is preoccupied right now. So Yeah, child okay. aggro probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Was it last week that did you guys talk about? It? I listened to the episode. I just don't remember if we talked about. Was the news even out at that point or no? Um, I don't know about this specifically. Uh, we knew that. Um, we we talked about we had the we talked about the Horizon. Uh, the yeah, trail. the video, the direct, the PlayStation Direct or whatever. Um, but and that had no distinct uh, release date yet. We didn't really talk about God of War getting officially delayed yet although we all expected it already um yeah um yeah but it's i mean i don't know it's a shame to me because like i'm conflicted because you know we talked for a long time i know about how it only felt like we got really good playstation games in the back half of the playstation 4's existence <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but it feels like if you're building these games with the PlayStation 4 in mind, the limitations will be there um, for the PlayStation 5 versions, where it's like, okay, cool, you can run it at a higher graphical fidelity, which at this point may or may not be noticeable by the human eye or the average human eye. Um, Surely the frame rate will be better, absolutely, and the loading time will be better, but it's just like, why are you releasing you know, new hardware priced at $499 uh, if you don't have to? Like, like this just goes to me more again. I'm just like, I'm just delaying my own PlayStation five purchase because well, why, why bother? You know? Yeah. Well, that's oh, what I was but... saying last time, like last time was that you got to stop. You got to stop making, um, li- like making games for the hardware. That's going to limit it. Like you have to, you yeah. just, you got to cut it off at some point and make it worth the purchase for the people that are buying the system at full price. Well, my, and my argument would go the other way is you don't, need to bring me a new hardware so quickly when you can even develop like a single sequel for a game on like the same 
the same piece of hardware without it being obsolete. No, and that's absolutely fair too. It's I, but but the thing is they don't not doing either. They're doing like they're trying to like yeah, hedge the, both sides. <laughs> and the other problem is it's still hard for some people to get a PlayStation Five as well. And but I will say at this point in time, and maybe I'm wrong, but at this point in time, the the differences will be like kind of those basic sort of up-res things anyway. Well, I'm curious about Ratchet, because Ratchet's PS5 exclusive. That just came out, I think. Yeah. And yeah. It's doing really well um, review-wise. Anyways, I think it's just mm-hmm. under 90. I think it's 89 on Metacritic right. right now. So that's pretty good. So, I mean, <clears throat> so the biggest leap this time is low times, which is nice, but is, like, are, are these new games that will be exclusive? Will they... Will that matter, like, as far as the construction of the game from the ground up? Will, well, will I think stuff we'll see because we, we won't know for, like, two years. <laughs> that's and when then, we won't, then like, by we won't... Then, by then they'll be looking, it's like, all right, what's next? See, that's what, what, what I mean. It's like, uh, people, like, the 360 and PS3, which made a big comeback later in that mm-hmm. generation, everyone, is like, some people think that was one of the most, you know, Greatest generations and well, I mean, yeah, it's great. You had three Uncharted games on PS3, and and part of that was that it was almost ten years, and like you could iterate and you can optimize and you can make something, you know, more than once per generation on that. And sure, by the end of it, like a PC was blowing that away. But at this point, it's almost like this separate group of people who play things for separate reasons as well. I don't know if you need to worry about being outdated so much as just mm. having an install base and people being able to de- develop these games that take at least five years honestly to develop in general anyway that's like a generation already now but for some of these bigger games it's it's going to need five years so it's like almost impossible to start and end within the same generation i think that's what got cyberpunk a little bit and uh, we're seeing this sort of hedging of bets, especially with the availability issue of the next gen here as we go from Horizon and God of War into the next generation. So I don't know, but I would like to see just longer generations, in my opinion. I know yeah, we that- definitely got spoiled with uh, 360 and PS3 for sure. Yeah, well, well, even, like even PS4. And- <clears throat> oh. Yeah. But I mean, even P- PS4 and uh, Xbox One, I mean, if you want to talk about, if we're just talking about when their successes released, they still had, what, an eight-year or seven-year run? Seven-year run. Yeah, so, yeah, seven-year I mean, run. That's, 2013, that's, right? What is? Yeah, yeah, 2013 yeah. was the launch. Uh, so even then, that's, that's, you know, one and a half times what it used to be. They also know, released a, like a step-up step generation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Stop gap. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not the same. Obviously, everything is totally different, and it's diminishing returns. Um, we're not going from like the 16 bit to like you know disc play or you know stuff like that anymore. But I, I just think as big as games are now, now as long as it takes for them to develop, I wouldn't mind seeing some longer generations, just so you don't have this sort of carryover thing like this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, I feel, unfortunately, like, that's the trade-off there. If, like, you want longer generations, um, this is the price that you're going to pay with the cross-generation stuff. Um, Just as we saw with PS3 into PS4, um, 
because that's the thing is especially at least with ps3 to ps4 um you didn't have that backwards compatibility um so there there either had to be a huge cutoff or just like hey there's two versions of this game and if you buy it on the new system it's going to be better quote-unquote better whatever that means it's so, gonna be better. i do think that for the most part it seems like this transition thing has been kind of consumer friendly where a lot of not everyone but a lot of them were like if you buy the old version you get the new system we'll upgrade you for free for a lot of them not all of them but so yeah. I, I and and backwards compatibility is becoming more standard now be, because they know you know yeah. they're in this weird thing with the install base so yeah I'm it's just not a bad thing it's just if you're really worried that you know we're not seeing the potential of these games i'm not sure if that's going to well, be true yet so it's just it's just baffling to me because you have these things where it's like well why did i pay you know and i'm just a consumer I'm, i don't have a place in front but it's like why did i buy this 499 system if the majority of these exclusive like the exclusive playstation games are going to be ps4 enhanced games at, at, at the end of the day but sony was trying to sell me a new dual sense controller it's like well why am i paying you for a dual sense controller when I could just be using my PlayStation 4 controller, clearly, because the game was fucking designed around the PlayStation 4 controller. So why are you trying to make me buy new hardware? Uh, you know, just to, to me, that's how I have to look at it now as a consumer, where it's like, you know, uh, I get it. And, you know, I, I'm at the point now where it's like, do I need the, the best? Do I need the fanciest new thing? Like, it doesn't it doesn't change my it doesn't change dramatically for me, at least. And, personally. and it's funny, too. I actually. um I had, you know, people helping me finish and move in, and I had some, you know, more casual or sort of peripheral gamers over, and there, and uh, there's actually uh, uh, uncle-in-law, I guess, and he's like, oh, that is that the PS3 or the PS4? I'm like, it's the PS4. It's like, oh, the new one. I'm like, uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun that nice. way. Um, yeah. So. We'll see, I guess, going forward. But uh, I, I do. There's, there's not a whole lot of reason to get a PS5 still, and this doesn't help. Um, but it's good for consumers, I yeah. still think. I think the other interesting part of this interview, yeah, Cardi, do you have anything you wanted to add to that before we move on? No, no, that's fine. Okay. That's good. The, the next bit that I thought was interesting was this, because they also announced, um, you know, uh, more PC support for their franchises. Um, then it just makes sense because you know pc uh worldwide if you look at it has a great adoption rate you can sell people a game that you know they, they're not going to buy because hard work they they just bought a pc as a multimedia device and they just want to use it for everything um they would never buy an xbox or never buy a playstation never even buy like you know a nintendo game uh system so it's like there's this market of users that have a PC that's capable of playing your game and you're not selling to them because why? Um, so just being able to release those games and getting another uh, additional stream of revenue, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, so it sucks, again, in that exclusivity terms, um, but at least it seems like they're doing it timed where it's like, hey, we're going to wait like a year or two years after the game is released on our platform. We've gotten the majority of the sales we'll get for that title. Let's dump it on PC, you know, and you point to Horizon Zero Dawn, you point to... Um, yeah, you breathe new life into on. the title, yep. get people excited for it, and then maybe they'll go out and, and, you know, the people that don't have PCs will be, hey, what's all this news about this title? And, and then they'll go or, buy the... Or the, the opposite, you know, you get, you get these PC players play 
Horizon Zero Dawn. They love it. Then they see PS5 Horizon coming out, like, you know, in a couple months. I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait. I can just skip ahead. And then they buy a PlayStation. <laughs> Maybe. No, absolutely. Good work. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, hopefully, you know, it's good news for everybody. Um, last bit of news, I guess, here is uh, more PlayStation news. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is on track for holiday release, but isn't quite certain yet. And I think we all understand that COVID is still fucking a lot of shit up right now, uh, even though we're getting better here personally in the U.S. Uh, I believe this studio is based in uh, Europe, uh, which I believe is unfortunately not as far ahead as in vac- vaccinations and stuff like that. Um, so if it does get not even delayed. I want to say, if it doesn't happen this year, don't get angry, people, please. Like, I'm sure they're trying their best to release it this holiday season as a must-have killer title, but uh, special circumstances. Game development is already hard enough without having to worry about a pandemic. Um, so me personally, I'd love to see this game out this year, but if it doesn't, if it slips in the next year, hey, man, I mean, whatever. yeah, I would love to see it. I uh, would also love to see a better game be released than a yep. broken game. <laughs> so <Yep>. No cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, just make it a, a good game. Like uh, Miyamoto was saying, uh, it, was, it, 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 you can. A delay uh, game is is uh, forever bad, but a delayed game will one day be good or something. Yep, yep exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> that's right. Fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Do we want to uh, do some then, E3s? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what I was All right, let's do it. So I mean, well, I mean, we, you got that list, right, Mike? So it's like an E3 list? schedule. Do we want to go down the list, or do we just? Well, speaking of just Gorilla, I mean, we, like, Gorilla's first, right? Predictions. Well, did the Gorilla? Oh, the Gorilla did their stuff already, I guess. Was is what I'm seeing with this whole Forbidden West and that interview? Is that what yeah, Gorilla saw? Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, let me pull that up real quick again. But um. Well, I have like uh, a list here. IGN's kickoff live show starts Thursday, June 10th. They'll probably just hype, do some hyping. They'll, you know, what is that like the opening act kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know what play date update is, but that's happening like now or earlier today. I don't know. Um, but um, this isn't technically E3, but it kind of is with a uh, Jeff Keighley's summer game fest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people seem to think there'll be some decent reveals or announcements there. Uh, any predictions for what that might be? Keely usually has something like a world premiere or yeah. something like that up his sleeve. And I could see something coming or being like announced that hasn't been predicted or like a studio that's got something totally out of left field. I could see that happening. Like non-sequel, just brand new IP kind of thing. Okay. Um, so you think it'll be totally new, not a sequel? That if, that if I think there'll there'll be something like that. Um, that that's a Killy show, sure. Okay. Battlefield reveal Wednesday, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't care about cock. I don't know what they do. Coke, I guess that's right. Coke. I always say cock when I say that. K O C K. CH, yeah. Uh, Gorilla Collective is Saturday. Wholesome Direct. I don't know what that is. Uh, then we got Ubisoft. Does anyone care anymore about Ubisoft? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in what they do uh, from like a enthusiast gamer uh, in terms of just like mm-hmm. following the news and following what they're doing and stuff like that. But like, not much of Ubisoft, you know, caters to me. So yeah, I have yeah. like I was an Assassin's Creed fan for a bit, but I didn't buy this newest one because I don't know. I just didn't feel need like. If I was really in, like, a big drought of, like, things I was interested in, I would go back. Uh, Ubisoft has become sort of like a B-tier thing for me. Like, if I if I have to fill some time, I might play a game, but I never really seek them out. Um, maybe they'll change that with some sort of cool announcement. Probably not. Um, Devolver Saturday as well. Devolver's always good. They have some yeah, that's always a fun content. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Upload VR showcase. I'm not sure what that is. VR thing. Fuck VR. All right. So then Sunday we had the Xbox. Saturday. Hey, wait, Saturday you got Gearbox Entertainment presentation. They. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for that. Obviously, just because uh, you know, Borderlands and whatnot. And you think this is gonna be that? Um. They'll probably show that Tiny Tina thing, and then maybe they'll show some movie stuff. That's my guess. And Borderlands 3 is done with development, right? Like, there are no more DLC or anything like uh, that? They, they recently, in March, I think, released the um, director's cut stuff. And so, yeah, I don't, they, they, they're okay. doing hot fixes and little little events here and there. But, but I don't think there's any them. big expansions on the horizon right now. No. Gotcha. Okay. I think there is a little Nether Realm slice, well, WB slice in there, too. I do not think... I, I honestly expect Gotham Knights to be like completely reworked at this point. I think they didn't like the response to the initial stuff they showed, and then it's gone it's completely dark. They said, oh, we'll delay it by like an unspecified year. I think that game is going to be... That game might come out after the other one. That game might come out after Suicide Squad at this point. I or it might not... Yeah, it might just be a different game completely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's like you were saying, the overhyped stuff. It's like... All this stupid AR or whatever yeah, no, they call it, games that they years, do. Like, for years. And you just hype comes... people up and get put stick expectations into their brains, and it's like then you release this video of of that, and it's like, well, it's not what people expected or wanted. So if I had to choose one of those Batman games, I would actually choose maybe some minor information, not much, for the Suicide Squad game instead of Gotham Knights, <laughs> if they do anything. And then if Netherrealm does something, we might see. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even. I don't want to speculate anymore. I've been waiting for Injustice 3 forever. It might not even be that. There's that whole rumor about. I still don't believe that rumor about a Marvel versus DC game. Uh, I hope it's just not even more DLC for MK11, even though I'm, I'm glad they're supporting a game like this for this long, but I don't care anymore about MK11. <laughs> Give us Injustice 3. I'm ready for them to change. Um, we'll see what goes on with that. Do you guys have any predictions for any of that or no? Yeah, I mean, if they don't show Injustice 3, then yeah, well. But that's what I'd hope for for you, Mike. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, on Sunday we have the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. So what are we, we going to see from them? Halo. I would expect Halo. I expect... Um, that's still supposed to come out this fall, right? Supposedly. Who knows? I mean, it's supposed to come out two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Infi- like, uh, Halo infinitely delayed is more like. Yeah. 
exactly. Like, I, I mean, you'll probably get some, like, Starfield or something. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because like, so, we haven't seen anything. Well, that's sure, a logo. Sure. A logo? <laughs> that's, isn't that what, <laughs> isn't that in the picture? Like, right? Yeah, the logo of this, of their announcement thing or whatever. It's all Halo, but I think that's, like, the Starfield planet, maybe. Any, uh, do we think we get any more info on that perfect dark thing? Possibly, no, but probably not. No, it's too soon. All right, <laughs> Square Square Enix. Uh, maybe maybe we get some Outriders news. I would hope for uh, like yeah, an they, expansion or something. We need to do something soon because I'm getting bored with that game. <laughs> and then what? Are we gonna get some more Avengers? I don't know. We'll probably get an Avengers like. Spider-Man. Well, did they just announce Black Panther is coming finally? So, you know, maybe they'll get something. Who did they add? Did they just add um, both Hawkeyes? I think that's it. (laughs) That's all they've added, I think. Um, Well, it's supposedly an Indiana Jones game, apparently, too, from Bethesda. That's right. I don't know if we'll see any of that. We could. Um, Next up is PC Gaming Show. I don't know what specifically happens there. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> Future game show? I don't know what that means either. Uh, Capcom showcase. Do we expect anything of interest from Capcom? I'm trying to think, what would what could possibly? I mean, they just released Monster Hunter. They just released Resident Evil. So anything? Hmm? So DLC hmm. mostly? Yeah, it'll probably be DLC. Um, the only other thing, so. I could see theoretically a Street Fighter Six. Hopefully, they don't butcher it again and make it PlayStation exclusive, because um, I think that was just uh, one of the yeah. biggest blows to that game's success or lack of success. I don't know where it falls on that meter specifically. Um, or personally, hoping uh, we get proper Marvel vs. Capcom Four um, without studio interference. Do you uh, think? I that, think that, or is that just that your your hope? It's my hope, but also so what what made me believe that it might be possible was actually Marvel Ultimate Alliance three because mm. I mean that roster was so crazy. Like that is a roster that I would love to see in a Marvel vs. Capcom game because yeah, you had like the Avengers, but like you had also the X Men, but then you have these like zany ass wacky picks, you know, that were just like so out of left field that you're like, Wait, what? Like, okay, you know, and stuff like that. Um like uh god who i forgot her name she's the british lady with the the gun yeah. she's the she's supernatural fighting i don't even know I yeah know yeah, yeah. i don't know she, who she, she is yeah she's, she's remember a, her name <laughs> like this obscure marvel character and it's like oh cool like you know you're giving her some love you had um you know uh what punisher's dlc and uh, punisher, there was ghost rider Blade. yeah Blade. and stuff like that I think, I think moon knight made it too yeah yeah moon knight made it too so like they they just got deep with some of these picks and I'm just like yes like this is what a roster should look like not just MCU you know I was like all right cool like <laughs> you know get the fuck out of here kind of thing but um I, I definitely think it's gonna be fighting game related because like I said they just released Monster Hunter they just released a new Res- Resident Evil those are their top two franchises Resident mm-hmm. Evil Monster Hunter top two um so anything else they'd have to show well, fighting game he's we know attorney. That- well, we know that we know that that's, they're doing the, yeah. the new one of that. So, 
most of these most of these series are are um, spoken for. The only other one I would throw in there as a guess slash prediction slash hope is uh, Mega Man X title because we got that Mega Man 11 game a couple years ago. It's time we're due new Mega Man X. I think they left off at eight, so Mega Man X nine. Fingers crossed. I don't know. That's my guess there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so then after that, Nintendo Direct E3 2021. Uh, Tuesday, this should be a bit before we podcast again by yep. hours. Um, yep. What do we, do we expect there? Do we, <laughs> can we, do we get a release date for Breath of the Wild? That's the question. They, they got to show Breath of the Wild, right? Too? Breath of the Wild too. But yeah. do they give us a, a, a window, or are they going to actually give us, hey, November or whatever? I think we definitely see it at the very least. Like, we have to. And it's, then do it's, they... It's the Zelda 35th anniversary, uh, Zelda mm-hmm. celebration. I think you got to show it off. Um, I'm hoping for a release date. I'm hoping it's going to be a holiday season, um, the big title, marquee title. Um, but, again, COVID, who knows, you know? Jim was saying day and date with... Switch Pro. Switch Pro. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that either. I could see it either way, but again, yeah. it's Switch Pro. I mean, I, what do you think is more likely to come out this year? Switch Pro. Because it's def- Switch that's Pro. definitely happening. Ninety-nine percent. One million. I, I bet on it. In fact, in fact, I am like fairly certain we are going to see the Switch Pro announced on Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, just because apparently. Uh, there are going to be game announcements at E3 or during E3 where um, publishers want to show off the Switch Pro versions of some games. They're either going to be Switch Pro enhanced or like, hey, like, here's maybe finally Grand Theft Auto V that we couldn't get the run on Beach Switch, but here it is on Switch Pro finally. You know, Grand Theft Auto V, portable, guys. Like, that is a selling point to some people. That is. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a selling, it's a selling point for PS5, so why not for yeah. Switch Pro? Exactly. Uh, so I feel we're going to get a Thursday announcement. That way, all these other publishers can run crazy with their... Smart. And then they can not worry. They don't have to worry about, like, dedicating uh, their directs yep. for it or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yep. What, but what other than, like, it's all Zelda all, like, all the time right now, but is there anything <laughs> Nintendo that you could potentially... Get that Metroid announcement? I don't think so. I... <laughs> I think maybe we finally see Metro Prime for footage again. Uh, and I think they'll just be like, you know, here's a development update, Metro Prime 4, and then later this year, Metro Prime um, Trilogy Switch Port. Mm-hmm. Um, because that has been just rumored for the longest time. You know, various insiders have gone on source saying like, hey, Nintendo has completed development of this SKU or whatever you want to call it title. It's just the the they wanted to tie it better, um, you know, to to make it successful and make Metroid Prime Four successful. But I believe it's also Metroid's 35th anniversary. Throw so throw those people a bone, please, yeah. please, Ninty. I'm asking you, throw me a bone. I'll play through those games again because it has been a while, and and those games could definitely use like the HD, you know, remaster polishing that um, you know all yeah. these other games. So. I personally love that too. I wonder if we'll get like a Microsoft Nintendo collab again. Yeah, um, it'll the be whole, interesting. Uh, was it Master Chief, Chief Collection Master, Master Chief and Smash? <laughs> yeah. 
So who knows? One day, one day, maybe. Keep now, uh, predicting it. Like broken clock is uh, right twice a day. By the way, why is there no Yakuza characters in Smash? Now that I think of it, uh, he's he's a requested <laughs> character. Uh, he he fit in there. Uh, I think it's just mostly because um, what's his name? Uh, the Yakuza guy uh, still doesn't like Nintendo. He still doesn't like Nintendo. So <laughs> I think it's just bad blood there, which is unfortunate because. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, I get, like, Yakuza has built their success off of the PlayStation um, fans, like the PlayStation mm-hmm. console, but I just feel like PlayStation's demographics, at least for, like, quirky Japanese games, has not taken off as well as it has, obviously, on, like, Nintendo systems. So I just feel like putting something like Yakuza Like a Dragon on Switch would just help that series, you know? Mm. Definitely. Definitely. How many villains did I run into named Iwata in that game? And, and then, um, <laughs> at least two. And then, I don't know if we want to count this, uh, because it's a, a week later, but EA Play um, on Thursday, oh. July 22nd. I don't know. Maybe. what do you, like, I kind of don't even remember what EA owns. Star Wars stuff. Well, like Respawn, I'm looking forward to whatever Respawn has to talk we about. We can talk about this later, because we're going to podcast before this one. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But, you yeah. had fingers crossed for something, though, Tony. Uh, Titanfall 3. Oh, um, yeah. Well, like, didn't, like, Schreier say how, like, Titanfall 3 turned into Apex Legends? Did he? In his book? I thought like, he mentioned that in his book or something. It's, but, I mean, you know, hopefully they'll actually do a proper Titanfall 3. Especially with the, uh, the new character. Yeah, yeah. and the, that short yeah. they did. So. Yep. Cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. E3. I mean, it's 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 Christmas back. time for gamers. Yeah, it's trying to be a thing in some form. So yep. it's good. I mean, I will say, like, uh, despite being the most uh, anti critical, it'll critical of E3 in the last uh, decade. Um, last year, especially because only a few companies had stuff to go for, like this time period. Uh, it definitely was that gap or that like that void missing where only a couple of publishers like decided to do their own thing. Um, so I'm glad to see like most people are participating either by themselves or, you know, they join this rejoin E3 to like save from dying. Right, it's whatever they want to call it. But yeah, just having this, this weekend to enjoy a whole Gaming news. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Footage. It's great. Yeah. Whereas last year I was like, wait, uh, is this it? Is this just like, <laughs> you know, the handful of these things? Okay. And all right. Stay so. inside everybody. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Please uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, We're on YouTube, uh, anywhere else that you can find podcasts. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, et cetera, please email us at allyougeek at gmail.com. And uh, if it's something we can talk about on air, we'll go ahead and certainly do that. Uh, But until then, enjoy E3.